watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Belmont Center lights up for the holidays by Joanna K. Juvalis. Leonard Street in Belmont was filled with people, food, lights, music, and Santa Claus during the annual tree lighting turn on the town on December the 5th. People's United Bank was the major sponsor of the event organized by the Belmont Center Business Association. Festivities included a petting zoo, train rides, a face painting, cupcake decorating, live entertainment by the Belmont High School Magidrills, as well as photo opportunities with Santa and Mrs. Claus, Elsa, Olaf, Frosty, and more. We are proud to be part of the community of Belmont and to carry on the legacy of the of giving locally as a sponsor of the 29th annual Turn on the Town celebration, said Patrick Sullivan, Massachusetts State President and of People's United Bank. This long-standing tradition exemplifies the spirit of collaboration, bringing people together and holiday cheer, and we thank the many volunteers and individuals who helped to make this a success. John Doucette, uh, commercial market manager and Anna Greener, head of Massachusetts Retail, presented a $5,000 donation from People's United Bank to Belmont SPORT, a local nonprofit organization that provides activities for people with special needs. And now on to my colleague Claire. Thank you, Bob. A flood leads to evacuation at the Chenery by Joanna K. Juvelis. December 5th was not an uneventful day at the Chenery Middle School or for Belmont's facilities department. At around 1.20 p.m., a pipe burst in a third-floor boys' bathroom, releasing hundreds of gallons of water into the hallway and causing about $10,000 worth of damage, according to facilities director Steve Dorrance. Dorrance said there was nearly an inch of water on the bathroom floor, which flooded three classrooms. He believes the cause of the flood was the removal of a wall fitting used by cleaners to hook a hose to a commercial pipe. He said the force of the water was like that of a small fire hose. Dorrance called the town's plumber, Irving and Sons, who responded within 30 minutes. In the meantime, he attached a wet vac hose to the pipe and put the other end into a toilet to prevent more water from getting into the building. This was no easy task. Dorrance said he had to grab one of the long 15-foot hoses they use as a wet vac hose, get on his knees in a puddle, and hold the hose over the pipe. Custodians cleaned up using commercial wet and dry vacs. The main water valve to the building was shut off, which is one of the reasons the building needed to be evacuated, according to Dorrance. The other reason, he said, was as a precaution for the students' safety. Safety was Principal McAllister's number one priority, which is why, as he explained to parents in an email, students and parents were instructed to 
quote, hold in place until the water was cleared. The email states, at that time, we contacted the Belmont Police and Fire Departments, who were on site promptly. The response team was called in order to provide a visible presence nearby all locked bathrooms. Eventually, we were asked to evacuate the building, which we began at 2 p.m. We followed our regular fire drill procedure for our whole building evacuation. Teachers and students exited the building, and we completed our attendance procedure. This meant that students were not able to get to their lockers. Some didn't have their jackets, like 7th grader Sofia Martinez. According to her mother, April, when McAllister saw her walking outside wearing only a thin T-shirt, he gave her his vest. He did really well with the hand he was dealt today, said April. McAllister, who has been the Chenery principal for four years and was the Butler principal for seven years, said this is not the first major building crisis he has dealt with. He dealt with two sewage backups at the Butler and even a car crashing into the Butler building. The BASEC after-school program located to the Burbank Elementary School. Andrew Monkford, the executive director of BASEC, notified parents via texts and robocalls. BASEC staff walked students from the Chenery to the Burbank. SERVPRO was also called onto the site to do the necessary remediation to prevent mold growth. McAllister said a building custodian would be on site throughout the night to ensure the school will be ready to open Friday morning. I am extremely appreciative of the professionalism, capability, and communication of head custodian Jean O'Brien, manager of facilities Kevin Lemire, director of facilities Steve Dorrance, superintendent John Phelan, and all members of the Chenery response team wrote McAllister in an email to parents. And now, here's Max. Thank you, Claire. The Faces Behind the Belmont Food Pantry by Joanna K. Juvelis. It has been a long-standing tradition of the Belmont Citizen Herald to give back to the community during the holiday season through Gifts of Hope, an annual campaign benefiting the Belmont Food Pantry. Over the years, thousands of dollars have been raised for the pantry thanks to contributions from readers and local businesses. Monetary donations help keep the shelves of the Belmont Food Pantry stocked for the more than 200 clients who use it every week to help feed their families. There are 13 Belmont residents serving on the Belmont Food Pantry Board of Directors. They meet regularly to discuss changes, situations that arise during days the pantry is open, and much more. Hannah Fisher has been a volunteer for the pantry since 2013 and currently serves on the board. The Citizen Herald recently asked her about her role and why she thinks the Belmont Food Pantry is an important local cause to support. What is your role on the board? Primarily, I help coordinate the volunteers and open the food pantry on the second Tuesday of the month. Why did you get involved as a volunteer for the pantry? I became involved with the food pantry to give back to the community. Volunteering at the food pantry is something that my family and I can do together. My daughters were five and nine when we started volunteering, and they have volunteered ever since. Even when they were young, there was a way for them to help, from sorting food to helping carry a client's bags. It's important to me that my children understand that in every town, there are people who need assistance. Volunteering at the food pantry is one way we can all help. 
Why should someone donate to the pantry as part of the annual Gifts of Hope campaign? The food pantry relies on the generosity of the community through food donations, volunteering, and direct financial assistance. In this season of joy, generosity, and plenty, the community should donate to the food pantry to ensure support is available for those who need assistance now and throughout the year. What are your hopes for the future of the Belmont Food Pantry? It is my hope that the shelves of the food pantry are generously stocked, that there are always volunteers available to help, and that the food pantry clients know that there is a place where some of their needs will always be met. How to Donate Donates to Gifts of Hope should be made payable to Belmont Food Pantry, designated as a Gift of Hope, and sent directly to Belmont Food Pantry, P.O. Box 291, Belmont, Mass., 02478. Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. What's All the Racket About? by Joanna K. Uh, Juvalis. Although the ground is dug up and, uh, and the plans finalized for the Belmont High School building the project, many residents and BHS students would like to see a change to the final campus design because it doesn't include tennis courts. A petition with close to 1,000 signatures asking the school committee to reinstate the tennis courts before the high school project is completed was presented to the school committee at their November 12th meeting. Varsity tennis is the only sport at BHS which will not have an on-campus facility to practice or play. We Belong is a group formed by tennis mothers Catherine Stevater and Hannah Fisher and Heather Barr after a petition was first circulated by town meeting member, former state representative and select board member Ann Paulson. Paulson was one of 100 people who attended the school committee meeting November 12th to voice her concerns about the tennis courts being eliminated. During citizens' concerns at the November 12th meeting, Paulson said there was never an agenda item that mentioned anything about the elimination of tennis courts. In this town of Belmont, we are accustomed to having a good community discussions about things. This is, an, a, this is a, um, an occasion that didn't happen, she said. Representatives from We Belong met with Superintendent John Phelan prior to November 12th to understand how the decision was made and evaluate options to possibly retain tennis courts on the new campus. In response to the concerns, Phelan committed to work closely with BHS Athletic Director Jim Davis and Assistant Town Administrator John Marshall to review their original assumptions on the decision made in 2017 to have softball, baseball, and a multi-purpose field in the space west of Harris Field and eliminate tennis courts. He said that they will discuss the impact of putting tennis courts on the location as well as the impact on other town spaces if one of the fields is eliminated for the courts. His research will determine whether or not the school committee will need to vote on revising the request for proposal for a public-private partnership for a new hockey rink to include six tennis courts on the site. Our goal is to take a community and town-wide view of this issue to ensure the most efficient use of the town's athletic and recreational spaces for our entire community, wrote Phelan in an email to the Citizen Herald. At a November 18 uh, 
Select board meeting, Phelan said that the school committee will make a decision by January 7th on whether or not to revise the RFP, which is scheduled to be released on January the 15th. Phelan said he was also researching the possibility of adding tennis courts at the Winbrook Elementary School as an alternative to having tennis courts on the VHS campus. These tennis athletes deserve the same respect for their sport that every other varsity sport has received. Space constraint is a huge issue in Belmont, but eliminating an entire sport from campus is not the answer, said Steve Otter in an email to the Citizen Herald. And now over to Claire. Thanks, Bob. Residents to perform in Music Festival. Submitted by Arto Asadorian, BPS Director of Visual and Performing Arts. This past weekend, 138 students from Belmont High School auditioned for the Mass Music Educators Association Northeast Senior District Musical Festival. These students worked for weeks and months, preparing solo audition pieces to sing or play on a wide variety of string, wind, and percussion instruments. The preparation for auditions is rigorous, and the process of auditioning is one wrought with anxiety and pressure. Students develop important coping strategies along with a sense of determination and resiliency through this process, and we are incredibly proud of each of these 138 students for taking the risk and making their best effort in their audition this past Saturday. This year, 72 Belmont High School students were accepted to perform in the MMEA Northeast Senior District Band, Chorus, Orchestra, or Jazz Ensemble. Many of these students also earned recommendations to audition again, this time for acceptance to one of the all-state ensembles later in the year. We also had dozens of students score within one or two points of acceptance on their auditions. This bitter disappointment is an unfortunate part of life as musicians and performing artists, but we can take pride in the fact that we have so many senior district caliber musicians in our school, regardless of whether or not they were just above or just below the cutoff scores. The students who were accepted will perform in the MMEA Northeast Senior District Festival, which will take place January 8th, 10th, and 11th. Please join us in congratulating them for their hard work and for their achievement. Now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Special Town Meeting Debrief by Belmont Select Board Member Roy J. Epstein. The November Special Town Meeting, STM, generated good debate on three very different questions. Continued membership in the Minuteman School District, roll call voting procedures, and whether town meetings should condemn the Select Board for its collective bargaining proposal for town employee health insurance. While much has already been written and said about this STM, I wanted to explain my views, speaking just for myself as a member of the select board. Minuteman. The STM voted to remain on the path to withdraw as a member of the Minuteman district. Some in the community have suggested the vote eliminates Minuteman as an option for Belmont students. That is not correct. As a non-member, Belmont will still be able to send students to Minuteman. Our options will be no different than Watertown, which sends many more students to Minuteman, is not a member, and has no plans to become a member. This was a hard question, but I feel comfortable that town meeting made the right decision. If we remain as a member town, we would stay a member forever. 
Minuteman has far and away the highest per-student tuition of all vocational technical schools in Massachusetts, even before adding on the cost of its new building. Moreover, the price is actually cheaper for a non-member town. Member towns do not go for free. The cost gap has been reduced, but the Minuteman tuition is still very high compared to other vocational technical districts. Belmont will pay the tuition for every student who attends a vocational technical program at Minuteman or someplace else. We should not lock ourselves into the highest cost option indefinitely. The new Minuteman building is so large it will always need students from non-member towns. Belmont will still work with Minuteman so our students and their families will know it is an option if they are considering technical education. Our community is committed to supporting the education, goals, and career expectations of all students, and Minuteman will remain a part of that. Belmont's actual experience is that we have a limited number of Voctech students. If access to Minuteman became an issue in the future, I expect we would find appropriate and financially responsible solutions. Roll Call Voting the catalyst for debating roll call voting procedures was a lack of civility by some town meeting members last spring, combined with a perceived misuse of the roll call rules. The article, as well as the amendments to it, were about equally acceptable to me. However, the bigger issue is for all members to treat every speaker respectfully. Hopefully, that will be the case regardless of what type of vote is being taken. Every town meeting member needs to vote according to their best judgment and without harassment. They should also welcome anyone who asks politely why they took a particular position. Health insurance design plan. Plan design. I take it as a vote of confidence in our collective bargaining procedures that the STM voted overwhelmingly to dismiss Article 6 and not to condemn the select board. Collective bargaining by the town is by statute the sole responsibility of the board, working with the town administrator and our highly professional HR staff. The board carefully followed all of the statutory requirements while negotiating health care plan design, and the stakes were big. Health insurance is about 10% of our operating budget. We have to manage this expense to minimize whatever override is presented to the voters. I promised at the STM to recommend that Belmont exercise a statutory right to join the state's Group Insurance Commission health plans at the next opportunity. Joining the GIC removes the issue from local collective bargaining and is the easiest way to ensure continued access to high-quality health insurance for our town employees and retirees. Finally, this fall showed that town meeting plays a vital role in preserving principled and accountable local government. It's also a great opportunity for all the participants to grow as citizens. New members are always welcome. I hope you'll consider running for town meeting in your precinct in the town election next April. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Employment opportunities available. The Brookline Department of Health recently announced uh, an employment opportunity for Belmont residents who are 16 to 20 years old. The position Tobacco Control Youth Access Agent is part of the Brookline Department of Health's Tobacco Prevention and Control Program. The salary is $15 per hour and the hours are flexible. Occasionally weekend hours will be necessary. The youth agent will be trained in tobacco prevention and control compliance, check policies and procedures. Agents will work with TPC 
compliance offices conducting youth access compliance checks throughout seven communities. They include Arlington, Belmont, Brookline, Norwood, Randolph, Stoughton, and Watertown. Trans transportation can be arranged. Duties and responsibilities will include, under the supervision of TPC compliance offices, they enter establishments which sell tobacco nicotine delivery products and attempts to purchase tobacco nic nicotine delivery products. Occasional data entry and filing of compliance check documentation. Attend TPC training as determined by the directors. Requirements are as follows. Reliability and punctuality are required characteristics. Ability to complete paperwork in a clear, timely, and accurate manner. Ability to work uh, as a part of a team. Flexibility and schedule and assignments are required. Self-dedicated and self-motivated. Agents under the age of 18 must obtain parental permission for the position. Bilingual bicultural is a plus. For information, please contact Paula Silverman, and her number is 617-730-2333. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Library Lines, Finding the Belmont Public Library. Location 336 Concord Ave, Belmont. Library friends, come and browse through the Library Friends Everyday Book Sale in the main lobby of the Belmont Public Library. Gently used hardcover books and paperbacks for patrons of all ages and interests are on sale during library hours. There is an honor box for payment. All proceeds go to the Library Friends. The Library Friends greatly appreciate this generous donation of your gently used books. Donations should be dropped off in the shipping room in the back of the Belmont Public Library. Please do not leave donated books outdoors. A tax receipt is available from the library's reference desk. The Friends of the Belmont Public Library help develop and fund such programs as One Book, One Belmont, the town-wide reading program and purchase museum passes and equipment for the library. Help us continue to support these activities by becoming a member. Now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. <coughs> Women's Club holds Manners Class. The Belmont Women's Club held its semi-annual Manners Class for Children on November 17th. The program is run by club member Iris Ponte. Children learned about basic manners. They also learned how to set a table using glass and china. Once the table was set, they learned table rules. At the end, children learned how to write a thank you note. A similar class will be offered in the spring and will focus on flower arrangement, safe technology use, and formal place settings with napkin folding. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We would like to wish our listeners a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas, and we we will return in two weeks for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.